Greetings and welcome to another episode of Behavior Gap Radio. For years, every time I went to do something that I would consider... Actually, at the time, I didn't even consider it creative. Now, maybe I call it creative looking backwards. And now I've learned to be okay with calling it creative. But every time for years, I would go to sort of do the work that I needed to do. And it was something that I was going to put out into the world, whether there was one person, my mom, (laughs) viewing it, or whether there was thousands or tens of thousands or maybe even hundreds of thousands of people seeing it. Every time I'd go to do it, I'd run up against this thing, right? And it was this pit in my stomach, this fear. Sometimes it would be paralyzing. Sometimes I would put it off for days, weeks, months, maybe even honestly, maybe years. And I'm pretty sure you can probably relate. There may be this thing that you've wanted to do. You know, maybe it's write a book. Maybe it's gain a new skill so that you can apply for a better job. Maybe it's having the courage to go ask your boss for a raise or start your little side hustle or put your art up for sale. You know, whatever it is, you've got this thing that you want to do. And every time you go to sort of take a step in that direction, you run into this other thing, this fear, and it can be paralyzing. And I was so grateful. One day, a couple of years ago, I was meeting with a business coach who was also a clinical psychologist, and I was describing this fear. I didn't know what to, you know, I didn't have a name for it. I just said this thing, right? It happens that I get so paralyzed, and I can't believe when I walk into the room, you know, everyone's looking at me, you know, and I'm looking around for the adult in the room. And I was describing it. She said, you know, that has a name. I was like, whoa, because it's so great when things have names, because then you realize you're not alone, right? If it has a name, other people must feel it. She said, it's called the imposter syndrome. It was such a valuable day in my career because just realizing it, that it had a name, that it was relatively normal feeling, that other people had gone through it really sort of changed. And that set me down this path, this sort of rabbit hole of understanding the imposter syndrome, trying to figure out how to deal with it. And the next thing that was so valuable to me about this experience was learning how many other people suffer from it. You know, I found tons of quotes and stories and experiences. And if you look carefully, you know, most of the people don't put a name on it. Some people call it feeling like a fraud. Some people call it the imposter syndrome. Some people call it a paralyzing fear, right? But you'll often see people just pointing at it through stories they tell about this thing, this feeling they have when they go to do something creative. And I'm using the term creative really generally here, right? Anytime you're going to create something new, whether it's just a new job for yourself or a raise for that matter, right? So just simply knowing what it was called and knowing that other people suffered from it was hugely helpful for me. And so that's what I wanted to share with you, right? This thing has a name. It's called the imposter syndrome. You're not alone in feeling it. And in fact, we can indeed learn to change the imposter syndrome from a paralyzing fear to something more akin to a friend, right? We can learn to think of it as creative tension out of which amazing, beautiful things can grow. And we can learn to even welcome it into our lives. 